0: Crow and Mrs. King will not be seen tonight. This
1: is a real trap.
0: But we'll return next week
1: at their regular time.
2: I'm a pro. I can do this. Untitled Beatles podcast. TJ, it looks like you're sifting through a bunch of uh, LPs.
0: Not only am I sifting through LPs, I'm sniffing LPs. <laughs> 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 That's, how you, that's it takes you back in time. Oh, this one was bought at the Peaches Records on uh, Diversity and uh, Sheffield.
1: Peaches come from a can. They were put
0: there by a man. I am sifting through
2: records, but not just any records. Hi, Tony. Hi, TJ. Welcome to the Untitled Beatles podcast. I'm Tony Mendoza. <laughs> and I'm TJ Shanoff, and I'm
0: sifting through records and one eight track. If you could see this, and maybe you will one day. I'm sifting through one particular A track, a rarity, if you will. Not an A track of rarities. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but also a bunch of records, very specific records to the Beatles' uh, catalog. Slash, <laughs> oh, I might just so made French. up a French word. Oh, <laughs> I'm an elitist. I'm a lib. What do you want from me?
2: <laughs> oh, viewers. Oh, listeners. Uh- <laughs> hear you, hear you, hear hear you. So we thought we would tackle tackle football. (laughs) We would tackle the uh, Beatles compilations after their breakup and beyond, (laughs) and beyond. That's right, and and beyond, (laughs) and beyond. Remember when Um, Ringo went to outer space? (laughs) I
0: think he did. I think it was just Ringo and Billy Preston. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's outer space. (laughs) <laughs> records we have decided to talk about today uh, do not include the compilations from when they were a band. The UK uh, collection of all these, uh, the American Hey Jude compilation, and we right. also decided stuff like the anthology uh, doesn't count for this because those aren't reissues. Those were alternate takes and such. What a confusing title! Remember, at the t- like, yeah. people probably bought this the six disc Beatles anthology thinking it was all hits. Casual fans and then they get at home and it's like Here's take 16 of Besame Mucho What <laughs> <Cha-cha-boom. laughs> the hell is this
2: <laughs> Right and ticket to ride with like Girl screams all over it <laughs> or whatever <laughs> In right. bad TV Audio mono yeah. <laughs> right right one Microphone yeah so it's like We'll start with like red and blue probably And then go all the way up through uh, Tomorrow never know File never under remember. rock the single most expensive Beatles record on the market. Did you
0: know they made about uh, 500 copies of that? No. On vinyl. Yeah, I saw one at Amoeba in L.A. about two years ago for like four or $500 or something. That would be stupid. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I'll
0: say, my yes. <laughs> one, I didn't have that kind of money. And two, I would not have spent
2: it on that. Yeah. A boutique batch of songs you've heard. <laughs> A lot. <laughs>
0: In, including we'll get into this let's do we start yeah. with tomorrow never knows as, yeah, as fuck here. it
2: let's do it let's do it uh,
0: tomorrow never knows was uh from the early 2000 uh excuse me the early 2010s right yeah 2012 tw- is what i got right 2012 and so it featured another excuse to sell the remasters itunes only i believe yes and it was an attempt to show the beatles as yeah, there's there's this weird defensive Beatles stance many of us take. I do it too, especially with Stones fans who are like, "Ah, Stones rocked harder. Beatles weren't rock. Beatles were pop." You know, there's those assholes who like, and I love the Stones. Yeah, I I, I get it, but to imply the Beatles didn't rock uh, is one of the dumbest arguments in the history of rock music. Yeah, sure they rock. It was their versatility that made them the Beatles. They could rock as well as they could write the most beautiful love songs ever written. So Tomorrow Never Knows was an attempt to show the Beatles as uh, not a pop band 2012, but an experimental rock band. We're going to
2: call it a song that we just featured in Mad Men. Because what's more <laughs> rock than that? <laughs> By the way, great use of that song. When I first saw that Mad Men episode, I thought she was going to pick something like here, there, and everywhere, or whatever. This is Megan Draper. That was phenomenal.
0: I said you didn't know what was going on. Why are you the latest Beatles album? I'll start with this one.
2: She says, start with this, and it's Tomorrow Never Knows. And it's and it's great, it goes into that montage, and then Don Draper notoriously yanks it off during the guitar solo. Mm-hmm. It's just a telling moment.
0: And what's interesting is they were listening to it on the American version of Revolver, for which that was one of only, what, two John songs? Right,
2: right. Yeah, it's real John Light on the U.S. Revolver.
0: That's one when they reissued the U.S. Revolver on CD a few years ago. It's like, what? This is this is the one American release that serves zero purpose. You can dispose of American because who wants to hear it without of the
2: John Lennon songs? It's just less Revolver. Yeah, it's not like you got songs off Help or Rubber Soul. Is that right? It's just Revolver songs, right? It's just Revolver
0: with songs deleted for yesterday and today.
2: Yeah, right. I'm only sleeping and Doctor
0: Robert. Yeah.
1: Hey, dog don't forget about the standout John song and your words to sing, featured in the hashtag three-hole on the outstanding file under rock compilation.
0: So, uh, at, at any rate, Tomorrow Never Knows had uh, on, like, kind of stamped onto the cover <laughs> the dumbest thing, and I, I, I'm a big fan of, of uh, the new Beatles company. They're doing the reissues beautifully. But whomever approved the phrase stamped on the cover File under rock. File, file under rock. <laughs> About the Beatles, who not only been around a couple years, but many people are familiar with their music. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen on any record. Beatles or not, file under because that's a play on what they used to do in the fifties and sixties, right? File under show tunes. Yes. File <laughs> under country for record stores. Yes. What? Like, of course, where else are you going to put it? a jazz? <laughs>
1: File under jams. W-N-U-A 95.5 Hi,
0: hey, I was looking at these Brubeck records and if anyone's a four, they saw Tomorrow Never Knows.
2: Yeah, by this group that misspells Beatles. <laughs> what squares? What is going on? <laughs> squares. Yeah, so... I be- Right, this is an iTunes cooked up thing It sounds to me like they're trying to get a younger audience That's into like they went to rock camp or whatever <laughs> You know what I mean, for real Because <laughs> right. you got these dopey quotes from like Dave Grohl And it's like the guy from Arcade Fire The, yeah. the dudes from The Killers and-
0: Wayne Butler's got some thoughts about Hey Bulldog <laughs>
2: This is a John Lennon song There's so much fucking poison in the air We need love and peace And we need it now, okay? We fucking love you so much. Thank you for supporting our band. Yeah. I'm really glad that the guy from Linkin Park approves of the Beatles. <laughs> now I can listen to this band without shame.
0: I, I, I was on the fence. But then when a band that spells it Lincoln like LinkedIn, <laughs> like, all right, cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, are any of the guys from Lincoln Park on LinkedIn?
0: <laughs> with each other or with other
2: people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how they that's how they hold band meetings. <laughs> All right. Well, so I have some kudos but also some gripes about this dopey compilation. Hey, we don't need it. I guess we don't need it, but maybe kids do. I don't know, man. Um, It does have some songs that rock on there. Now, this is where it gets into that classic conversation of rock versus rock and roll, right? Mm. Um, Which is why you don't have a lot of early songs on there. The only like (laughs) pre-rubber soul song is um, You Can't Do That. Which I would I would argue is rock and roll myself.
0: Well, there's also I'm down.
2: Yeah, which you're right. Uh, yes, is
0: a, which is a great to me. That's Paul McCartney out, Little Richarding Little Richard. Yes, um, it's just such a great song. Yeah, it, it, it shows that, and there's plenty plenty more minutes left to fill if you want to look CD length on this compilation they made. There's a lot of other early songs that rock. I don't understand why there's just two pre-Rubber Soul.
2: Yeah, well, I think it has to do with rock versus rock and roll. I remember reading a long time ago that the very first rock record versus rock and roll was Revolver. It kind of makes sense to me. Um because like to me, this rock and roll comes from a, a more of a blues base, and rock is more of a well. What is it? Robert Christgau, the from the Village Voice, said rock is rock and roll made conscious of itself as an art form. This is the same guy that coined that phrase "pig fuck" that I was telling you about last week.
0: A guy who's been notoriously hard on McCartney's solo career, by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, he writes for The Voice, man. Right, you know, you right. gotta you got keep your street cred in The Village.
0: Can you believe The Village Voice didn't like press to play? <laughs> it's
2: not true! <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of omissions on here. Like, yeah. I Want You, She's So Heavy. Yeah! That's rock. Birthdays rock. <laughs> Me and My Monkey. Taxman. I think Taxman probably works better than Savoy Truffle.
0: How about Come Together?
2: Right. Yeah, so here's here's what the songs that are on there. Uh, Revolution, Paperback Rider, And Your Bird Can Sing, Helter Skelter. Savoy truffle. I'm down. I've got a feeling. Back in the USSR. Oh, uh,
0: excuse me. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I've got a feeling, let it be naked
2: version. Yes, you're right. The naked mix. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> You can't do that It's all too much She said She said Hey Bulldog Tomorrow never knows And then it ends With the end Which Yeah Yeah that's rock Because they do All those solos But well,
0: and, and it's that funky Kind of anthology Kind of breakdown mix Where they're Kind of figuring it out So it's not even Just an edit From the Abbey Road LP I think it's from Anthology 3
2: Oh okay Got yeah. it Yeah, see, I have since gone off iTunes, so I, I, I made my own version of this, and, you know. You do know that's illegal. You <laughs> do know that's stealing music. Remember on the records, it says, like, they used to have a little thing that said, like, warning, you, you can't lend this record to anybody?
0: I You know, I don't remember that, but of course I remember all the warnings on CDs about piracy, especially, like, in Napster era, CD pressings were all, like, warning. Stealing music is a crime, punishable by you know all that kind of stuff. It's
2: like the FBI warning, the what do you call it, Interpol and all that.
0: Yeah, on do they still do that on on for streaming? No, because you can't copy anything from streaming. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, I mean, I do. Yeah, I shoot everything with my phone off the TV, and I sell it. I sell it to Robert (laughs) Chriskow. Who
0: who loves how artsy it is and gives you a great review. Yeah,
2: Yeah, he only watches things taped off of phones, man.
0: (laughs) Taped off of phones (laughs) is also my favorite phrase. And just how guys in their 40s speak. Everything's taped.
2: Yeah, man. Roll the tape. Roll tape.
0: Roll tape,
2: Alabama. Well, did we cover that one? Do you have anything else to say about that one? (laughs) No, uh, if I win the lottery, I will buy
0: a copy of it on vinyl because I'm a completist, (laughs) as you can see by the vinyl on my lap. Hashtag
2: vinyl on my lap.
0: And um, yeah, so but uh, short of becoming a multimillionaire, that is a vinyl LP that will never be in my collection. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Cool. There it was. Well, let's start then with the, the Red Album. It came out in 73. It was called Beatles 1962 to 66, uh, with its also its companion piece, the Blue album 67
1: to 70 it's been a hard day's night. Now available, the only authorized collection of the Beatles. The first two record set encompasses the Beatles 1962 through 1966. Help, I need somebody help He's a. Real The second two record set continues with the Beatles 1967 through 1970. All you need is love. You say goodbye. These incredible collections totaling 54 tunes have been selected by the Beatles.
2: Available only on Apple Records and Tapes. Long and um, this was actually the the first like when I got into the Beatles and all that. This is one of the records that my mom had. So as I was a junior high kid, I would put this one on. I still have it. In fact, I'm holding it right now. Here it is. And one thing that oh, I love.
0: awesome! I love yeah. that it's made its way to <laughs> California with you.
2: That's great. Totally. Yeah. And I think what I love the most because like I'm a I'm a guy that can't I don't hear lyrics. And these these records uh, came with the lyric sheets and. You know, that's where I learned that he says, like, I can't hide and I want to hold your hand instead of I get high, um, which that a lot of people made that mistake, <laughs> including Bob Dylan. And,
0: and Al Green in the cover, as we talked, Al Green yes. sings it, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great comp. I, I honestly I think it's better than one, It you know, because it includes some songs that weren't singles and things like that. Like Michelle is on there and girl, you know, Um yeah, they're just great songs, and it has Please Please Me on them. <laughs>
0: That That's why it wins out uh, over one. And by the way, for those of you who still have CDs in your car, raise his hand. My car doesn't have it. It's an 03 Corolla. It does not have a Bluetooth anything. Oh, right. Uh, 62 to 66, it fits on one CD perfectly. So, and I remember when they first reissued it on CD in 93, it was a big deal. Because let's actually, I'm going to pull back a second, acknowledge that for at least a generation of Beatles fans, the Red and Blue albums were the indispensable, way pre-internet way to delve into a ton of Beatles easily. Four records, all the hits, all the important album tracks. And where I love about it so much is the album tracks you talked about, Rubber Soul from Rubber Soul Revolver and such, uh, Hey, You Gotta Hide Your Love Away From Help. Yeah, the, These albums decided Beatles canon for years. Like, uh, you know, uh, Old Brown Shoe on the Blue Album is counted among, you know, Revolution, Hey Jew. So uh, it's it's fascinating to me that these albums and their influence not only influenced Beatles fans for years as the only official greatest hits albums you could buy till 82. So nine years later. But these albums were like here. If you listen to these, then you become a fan
2: for life. I very much agree, and I especially about inclusion of Old Brown Shoe. I don't think I would have ever heard that song early on if yeah. it weren't on the Blue record, and it's one of my favorites. It's a great uh, song. For- Great. It's got Fool on the Hill. Um, it's got stuff off of the White Album, which a lot of these compilations don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. While My Guitar Gently Weeps, O oh, Blah dee, oh, Blah Da, back in the USSR. I, th- I mean, honestly, I think they did it right in 73. They did it best in 73 with these comps.
0: Yeah. And even the covers, right? Going back from the Please Please Me sessions to using uh, a rejected cover from what was Let It Be, was going to be Get Back and the Blue Album is that. Like... Yeah, They look beautiful next to each other. I have the red and blue pressings from God, most late 70s, early 80s when they came out, and they look beautiful in red and blue.
2: Oh, that's cool. Um,
0: but, yeah, the, the they, they were classy. They were efficient, and they were, I mean, these were like the biggest selling albums in the country. I know the trivia is two sold more copies than one. It proved that in 73, people were more interested in the later stuff than the early stuff. Interesting. But, they bo- but they both were on the top of the charts for weeks at least for songs that in some cases
2: were uh, 11 years old, you know? And then some other trivia about that cover photo. I guess I always thought it was just the same one from Please Please Me for the 62 to 66, but it's like a different picture. Yeah, it's an alternate shot. It's an alternate shot. And that was done by uh, Angus McBean. Uh, oh, by the way, I ordered some disappearing ink and rubber vomit from Angus McBean <laughs> six to eight weeks ago. Rubber vomit. Should be arriving.
1: <laughs>
2: my, Thank you.
0: My, my, my son's favorite BBC Kids show is Angus McBean. Cute, cutest elephant you've ever seen. And he talks like this. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult to look at the track list on 62 to 66. I mean,. Uh, you can list many omissions, but those just get into because they're your favorite songs. Yeah. For a double album at the time, as short as it is, I can't argue with any selections on here.
2: I agree. And the the other nice thing, I think, there's no covers on there. It's all Beatles. Yeah.
0: One bit of trivia about this album is the initial American copies. Help came with the James Bond fanfare intro. That's right. Which again for at least a generation cemented help with the James
2: Bond intro is part of how you heard help right I think when I bought help the album I was like where's the James Bond bit yeah help
1: I need somebody help not just anybody help, help. you know I need someone
2: help another interesting fact uh, on the blue album in Spain they wouldn't put on Ballad of John and Yoko so they put on one after 909
0: I never knew that, and I'm salivating. That is amazing!
2: (laughs) It had to do with the crucifixion. Stop.
0: Of course, that must have been the only alternate track listing in the in the world.
2: Yeah, that's. I yeah. would think it was like Spain, maybe Brazil, or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So there you go, TJ. Another one for your quest, completest. Dear Discogs, I have been unemployed because every theater I work for is closed.
0: Can I spend less than four hundred dollars on a Brazilian copy of the Blue? I only have six. off! <laughs> Well, so that's another thing about the Red and Blue album is when they finally came out on CD, it was 1993. A a story that isn't told enough about the Beatles appearing digitally is they were, I think, the last major band to appear on Compact Disc beginning in the uh, early 1987. By then, Elvis Costello stuff had been reissued by six different labels, and (laughs) (laughs) Columbia had all the you know, all the uh, Dylan stuff out, all the Stone stuff was out. You couldn't get the Beatles on CD till then. So it took till 1993, about a decade after CDs were kind of popular for there to be any Beatles greatest hits on
2: compact disc. Yeah. We agree. We're both pro red and blue. Oh, let me give one more quick blue
0: fact for you. The blue album is one of the only places you could hear. I'm forgetting if the CDs do this. But on the albums, "Day in the Life" without the fade out intro, yes, yes. You get clean "Day in the Life," yes, and
2: that is a very important note for anyone that likes to make mixes or playlists or compilations. Mm-hmm. I always—that's why I often probably didn't put it on things was because I hated that crowd noise coming in. It' cutting it's so it. jarring. Yeah. yeah. Well, three years later, they somebody put out a compilation called Rock and Roll Music. Who is
1: it?
0: Most popular songs now available on two records or eight track tape. A must for the collector. The
1: Beatles, the
0: Beatles rock and roll music. Here's how to order. Get back. Get
2: back. And the Beatles were not into this, if I recall. Apparently, John Lennon offered to design a cover. Yeah, Ringo and John both hated that
0: cover. It's it's an atrocity. The original now people have forgotten about this because they de- capital deleted it in i think 80 or 81 shortly after john lennon's death so it must have been 81 and reissued that as two separate budget line uh records and cassettes never made its way on cd so beatles rock and roll music volume 1 was was sides 1 and 2 volume 2 was sides 3 and 4 so this cover disappeared but from when it came out in what 76
2: yeah 76 Is that it,
0: um this cover in the middle of the American graffiti and happy days fervor sweeping the nation was designed to paint the Beatles as like an oldies, 50s nostalgia act, right. which was in fucking sane. It's yeah. almost as dumb as hashtag file under rock. <laughs> like the inside's got like jukeboxes and mm-hmm. apparently this artwork was stolen from a Chuck Berry compilation. I did a deep dive on this and apparently oh. the whole... The label with 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 the coke glass the coca-cola yeah
2: i have that let me get yeah. that chuck Berry record <laughs> do
0: it we we look at records on this podcast we don't play them like true music fans <laughs> that's it and if you look at the, yeah, that's totally what is it golden decade volume two sorry <laughs> Sorry,
2: just, I can't fucking hear you. <laughs> so I got the. Ch-
0: <laughs> that could be a gift. <laughs> my, my wife wishes she had that superpower, Tony.
2: So, yeah, Chuck Berry's Golden Decade Volume 2 is what I got this in Pittsburgh a few years back. Yeah, it looks exactly like this Beatles rock and roll music. Yeah. On this, the- oh, look at that. Yeah, there's a Coca-Cola on the, on the label. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The gatefold, I guess there's like ice cream, fifty-seven Chevys, cheeseburgers, again Coca-Cola. Marilyn Monroe, who died in Ma- '62. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Marilyn Monroe's dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a. It was COVID. It was yeah, it was COVID. Yeah, it wasn't the police. It was COVID. <laughs> did, did the police killed Marilyn Monroe. I hope it wasn't Andy Summers. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, You know Andy Summers played in The Animals. Anyway, uh, one of the the Last Animals record he plays on that. Really? Yeah, I like Andy
0: Summers. I'm pro police. I like their catalogs neat and tidy. Uh, I'm, I'm pro police. Yeah, I I like that. Let's not misinterpret my words. We're talking about the band. I believe Black Lives Matter. I'm going (laughs) to shut up right now and talk about this 50s compilation of rock and roll music.
2: Well, yeah, Ringo complained that the, the artwork made them look cheap and that the Beatles never looked cheap. And then John also suggested, other than his own artwork, that maybe they used photos by Astrid Kircher from the Hamburg days.
0: Well, and uh, which makes sense because this would have been what a year after John's own uh, rock and roll compilation, yeah. where nostalgia was on John Lennon's mind, and that album found a way. That's John covering a lot of fifty songs, right? Uh, and it uses an old shot of him. They found a way to not date that like a Ktel package, which is what, <laughs> which is what Capitol did for this. It really is. It's yeah. it's the first time a Beatles reissue was looked at as cheap and chintzy
2: yeah yeah now george martin did remixes on on this 1976 remixes for you know there's a lot of songs on here 11 john 11 paul three george and three ringo songs and a ton of covers which is kind of cool lots of covers yeah
0: i think side two is entirely covers i think
2: it's a good mix. It it's a little long in my in my opinion, you know, but uh It's the
0: bloody white album. Sh- <laughs> shut up.
2: <laughs> it's the Beatles. Shut up. You know, I'm I'm not a great one for that, you know, maybe it was too many of that. What do you mean? It was great. It sold. It's the bloody Beatles. Rock and roll music. Shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're right, Paul. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, but, but there's no songs you take off of here. No, you're right. You're right. Well, I would. Okay, no, no, I take that back. This is just me. Okay, I would get rid of boys. Sorry, TJ. I would Dude. get rid. Of, go ahead. Editing a
0: classic Beatles release like rock and roll music is blasphemous. Where I come, where I come from, you, this isn't an album without boys. It's that's, that's like taking the medley off Abbey Road. I don't get it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would get rid. I would get rid of uh, Kansas City. I'm just not a fan. It, it, I don't know. Fuck me. It, never mind. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, all, all these songs are great. This album is what file under rock should have or Tomorrow Never Knows should have been. Oddly enough, Tomorrow Never Knows never on any Beatles compilation. Yeah, at least right. not an American one, and certainly not not on this. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's great. I love that it jumps eras And those George Martin mixes, here's a little interesting trivia for you about that. Interesting trivia. I, it may be trivia. I cannot <laughs> promise it's going to be interesting. Uh, EMI uh, in the UK wouldn't let George Martin do alternate mixes without the Beatles' approval. So the only place in the world you got rock and roll music with um, the George Martin remixes is this first pressing uh, of rock and roll music in 76. By 1980 or 81 when the uh, the the separate budget line versions came out it reverted back to the original Beatles approved mixes.
2: I will say that the Dizzy Miss Lizzie is a hotter mix. I Wanna Be Your Man. The organ is higher in the mix. Yes. I want to be your man tell me cool. With, like, it makes me like that song even more now. Um, let's see. You can hear Paul laughing more on I'm Down. And, uh, yeah, there's a, there's another li- couple little things. Like, I think they kind of cleaned up the, voc- the vocal weirdness on Revolution with John's double track that intermittently comes in and out.
0: It's one of my favorite mixes of it on yeah? this album. Yeah. I also, it's my favorite mix of I Saw Her Standing There. For some reason, Paul's bass line doesn't feel as propulsive on any other mix I've ever heard.
1: One, two, three, five!
2: such a great bass line. It sounded like you said repulsive. (laughs) I hate Paul (laughs) McCartney. Paul's repulsive bass (laughs) player.
0: What what a repulsive (laughs) bass player. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's
2: good. It's a good mix. It's cool. And it's this is
0: one that very few people ever hear. And again, we should also mention we're now getting into a phase of after the Red and Blue albums, none of these following compilations have ever been released on CD or officially on iTunes.
2: Yeah, none. Which is probably why we're giving it uh, giving them some some attention because they're yeah. these are pretty forgotten. Um, the the next year there was a compilation called Love Songs that came out almost probably like as a an answer to the rock and roll music
0: and. This, we should also mention, uh, this one came out just after and Rock and Roll Music came out during uh, Paul McCartney's first world tour as a, as a you know, w- as solos, but w- with with Wings, of course. Yeah. And there was such fervor that they pulled Got to Get You Into My Life, a song that was recorded 10 years before Rock and Roll Music came
2: out as a single and it charted. That's cool. It's so crazy. Yeah, he did that, that 76 tour, and that's when he started to play a couple Beatles songs in his act. And, you know, people went crazy. There was yeah. such a hunger for, for that band. That's
0: interesting, too. He chose – I would love to know why he chose the Beatles songs he did. He did – I've just seen a face. I'm doing this in memory, so if I forget one, I apologize. I've just seen a face. Uh, yesterday, Blackbird and hmm. Lady Madonna – I'm pretty sure are the Beatles songs he did.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know offhand, but that sounds right. Yeah, it makes sense in a way. Like three of them are very acoustic guitars, straightforward and simple. And Lady Madonna, you know, he can go to the piano, and it's a pretty straightforward song, other than that sax solo. That's a brilliantly constructed song. That's, yeah. I think, been on every
0: major Beatles compilation. That's on Blue. Originally on Hey Jude, of course, from because right, they pulled right. the single together. Um, but okay, I just want to kind of throw in that there was Beatles, for people who just want some context, 66, Wings was at its apex, McCartney was playing America for the first time in 10 years. So, 76. Uh, seventy six, right? Um, I get Phillips seventy six, Union seventy six, <laughs> Phillips. 66. What happened? Here's what Trump's gonna bring back are the gas stations. I remember. Where's the one with the fucking dinosaur? And-
2: quick, quick. QT, whatever QT was.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there's um, still Casey's okay. in uh, out in rural Midwest. So
0: Casey's General Store, yeah. yeah, yeah, best pizza. Pe- <laughs> and I know I'm a Chicagoan, best pizza in the country.
1: <laughs> Grandpa, let's have a pretend pizza party.
2: Okay, honey, I'll imagine a Casey's handmade from scratch pizza. With all my favorite toppings.
1: It's got lots of hot and gooey cheese, too. Grandpa, where are you going?
2: To get a real Casey's pizza. (laughs) he (laughs) gone! You heard about the whole Chuck E. Cheese thing, right? I know, like Chuck E. Cheese is like selling pizza, but as like uh, some Italian name to make it sound local.
0: No, really?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing.
0: <laughs> that Well, yeah, because what can they do? That You could get COVID at Chuck E. Cheese way before there was a thing called COVID. <laughs>
2: yeah, they mean... started at a Chuck <laughs> E.
1: Cheese. One of those ballrooms.
2: <laughs> ball pits, excuse me.
0: Excuse me? This is a family pod. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, well let's get let's do love songs. all right. I'll uh...
0: <laughs> yes. and this was put out in the shadow of McCartney touring America for the first time in a decade. Uh, got to get you into my life charted from uh, rock and roll music and love songs felt like oh god where is it going to end you know that there, there apparently was a country songs album capital had planned really that, that never made it yeah
2: oh i didn't hear about that so i didn't know about
0: they were going to keep theming things none of these albums were done with the beatles
2: approval yeah that's what it seems like um i will say i, I like the love songs cover a lot. This is a record I never bought because I just, I I didn't need to, but I know you're a completist. I love that you have it. And I, that is maybe my favorite picture of the Beatles is that Richard Avedon picture from 67 that embosses the cover there. I love that picture.
0: What's different from the original. It is a gorgeous picture and a great picture. What's different. I'm first of all, I'm surprised you like this cover. This cover feels like... (laughs) And now Montevani plays songs to
2: kill yourself, too. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> it definitely looks like a Carpenter's album. Right? That's why you yeah. like it. That, it kind that's of, your, yeah. That's my, a, you know, that's a pillow. You know, I have a thing about pillows. <laughs> that's,
0: yeah,
1: I
2: have read, read
0: about it online and it's yucky. <laughs> Seeing some of the footage, I don't like it.
2: It's just yucky, though. It's still, it's PG. It's very PG.
0: <laughs> <Totally>. PG
2: <laughs> and yucky is worse than R and semi-thacial. <laughs> You're right.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, look, it comes with a book with all the lyrics in like almost gross <laughs> hallmark cursive.
2: Yeah, no, that's okay. That is a step too far. You know, it's just a <laughs> that's little... a step too far.
0: <laughs> and I, one could argue not all these songs are love songs, right? Yeah. She, yeah, she. I don't think when I'm about to make sweet love to a woman, of she's leaving home. My daughter ran away You (laughs) horny No
2: that's a good point That's a good point I mean also yeah Well you know I guess For No One's on there Which is like a breakup song I guess love goes either way So I will say like After all these songs it's a double album. There's a ton of songs: eleven by Paul, eleven by John, two by George, one by uh, one with uh, John and Paul sharing the, the Buddy Holly cover, mm-hmm. "Words of Love." Um, after all that, they end it with "P.S. I love you," mm-hmm. which it's such a trite, anticlimactic song. But I guess I get it if this is a big love letter. You know, you're actually postscript. I love you is how you end it, but I don't know. I, love you.
0: I think somebody at Capitol ran out of cocaine and just had the tracks <laughs> assembled from cutting up little pieces of paper, throwing them up in the air, sitting back down, and they sent it to be pressed is what I think happened.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're about right. Yeah. Like I said, I never did buy this record. But I would see it. I was always tempted to buy it. This is back when I was a teenager and in the record stores. I was like, oh, I like – there was something about it that I was drawn to, but I never pulled the trigger on it.
0: Uh, I have made a – in my iTunes library, I made my own version of this with like the artwork and all that stuff just because I like to see all the covers of my iTunes because I lost my mind some time ago. <laughs> I get and, it though. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it. It's a great album to have on in the morning. It's a great album to have on at night. It is nice just to kind of have just mellow kind of Beatles songs on it.
2: I agree. I, I compiled this too. I kind of I tried to listen to all these comps and as they were, you know, assembled. And yeah, I agree. It was uh it was a pleasant listen. Yeah.
0: So another one, never, I mean, it was on cassette. And in fact, uh, all the Rock and Roll Musics 1 and 2 and Love Songs and Rarities, all of them, up through Real Music, were reissued on cassette one last time in the early 90s with the Apple logo um, before they drifted out of print forever. So they all got, I don't think they were remastered, but everything got one last cassette issue, even though they were not put on CD in the early 90s.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I had Rock and Roll Music Volume 2 on cassette. (laughs) um so then there's two versions of rarities um one came out in 78 in the uk which has just like a really crappy album cover that's just like blue it looks like something colonel tom parker threw together (laughs) like a budget christmas lp it's just like blue with the titles of the songs like diagonally listed on On the the bottom bottom. Yeah. yeah and it's just and basically all that is is like um b-sides and stuff that uh, it was kind of a precursor to past masters in a way so it wasn't anything rare or unreleased the closest thing was like across the universe the wildlife version
0: Yeah, I I think the attempt there you go you've got uh, it uh, the the attempt for this initially my understanding was this was part of that UK the blue box set that put all the albums together and these were songs left off this is like basically the the early past masters is what I think this was used to do. Yes. But, uh, but in the States, most of these songs were tacked on to the, the, the Beatles second albums. And there was Hey Jude that filled a lot of this stuff too. Um, uh, so yeah, they're very, very different albums. The, um, if, if we're going to talk British <laughs> albums, I did want to throw out there, the Beatles ballads, which came out in the UK in the, in the mid seventies. Uh-huh. I, it's almost a more concise version of Love Songs that's fun as well. I did yes. not make my own CD, iTunes version of that, but I
1: have
2: it's it's a nice record. It, that one came out in 1980, I believe, TJ. And uh, the cover art, here, so here's, here's yeah, you've got it. Yeah, 80, you're right. That cover art was the original idea for the White Album before it was the White Album, and it was going to be called A Doll's House.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So yes. So there's that. Um, it was not released in the U.S., but it was released pretty much everywhere else, like U.K., New Zealand, et cetera.
0: There's songs on here like uh, that. I feel like just flow better.
2: Hey, is not on love songs, is it? Um, no, I don't think it is. Yeah, that's a strange omission. She's
0: leaving home is on this, and I don't know. I know you like she's leaving home. <laughs> I, I, do. I I don't need to like it's in the contradiction <laughs> pepper, great. Oh, it's nice to hear this song. I prefer it sped up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you like the mono.
0: <laughs> From motto, right. So I'm sorry. So comparing rarities, the American rarities when that came out in eighty as well. Yes the American rarities it was at the time an amazing curio it was essential and it there was a
2: sticker that said uh, featuring the butcher cover inside i used this record in a eighth grade presentation i did about the beatles which was way too long good <laughs> everyone, for you make everyone. him listen Everyone got bored, but I I was able to show the class what the butcher cover looked like. You know, in full twelve inch format. You know,
0: when I bought it, I still took my parents' iron and tried to steam it off, wondering what was else <laughs> was under there. Ooh, maybe it's the cover to the Music
1: Man. They lost you. <laughs> it's Fiorello under here, you know?
0: my friend... I'm Alexa Day. Put that pencil cross next to the name of Fiorello H. LaGuardia. L-A-G-U-A-R-D-I-A. Now
2: here's another name. That would be a great, yeah, that would be a great kind of a Harry Potter thing, like steaming off the covers of albums and like, or Gumby or whatever, how Gumby could travel into books and stuff. <laughs> See what's underneath, the world's underneath. The other great thing about this rarities thing is that the picture sleeve, the sleeve is a picture sleeve and it has like all these great photos Of the Beatles on there. I love the one of George, like, it looks like, are they on a train or like in a hotel? But he's like stuffed up into like a a suitcase.
0: I think I always thought that was from Hard Day's Night, but it's not.
2: Yeah, I don't know what that is. But there's some great pictures. Also, check out that just above that. Check out that picture of Ringo. He's not playing his Black Oyster kit. That's like a white pearl drum kit. I wonder what tour that was from. Maybe that's what he was doing while Jimmy Nickel was. In the oh, Jimmy! Next pod, Jimmy Nickel, Jimmy better. <laughs> yeah, he's playing Jimmy's kit.
0: <laughs> you know, Ringo was okay, but when Ringo got on Jimmy's kit, whoa! Jimmy was more of a technician. Uh, Jimmy was more like, I'd say, like a Neil Pert, where. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this is one I would say it is a shame when Capitol did their American albums box set from 2014, which we'll talk about in another show. I've never brought it up before because I grew up with those American albums at such a young age. I have such nostalgia for those American albums. I love, I love the Capitol box set. I know there were some issues with they didn't use every original mix. God bless. I don't want to get into that, but rarities being left out felt like bullshit. There are things on this that even if perfunctory are still really cool, like it's got the original Penny Lane mix with the um, the uh, the piccolo trumpet
2: tag, the bum, 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 bum. Yes. Which is how I always hear Penny Lane. Right. And that was a promotional thing only. I think it was only given to like disc jockeys or something. Yeah, and quickly recalled.
0: Uh, and they actually have a weird kind of version of that. Not weird, but... Uh, a low-fidelity version on Sergeant Pepper on the, the 50th remix, but clearly taken from a 45 and way worse sound quality than this one. Yeah. It's like, just, just reissue the rarities one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was an interesting record when it came out. Um, obviously, Anthology proved that there was a lot more in the vaults, and that's what people really wanted. Um, I'm not sure everyone was clamoring for a stereo version of There's a Place. <laughs>
1: Это <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: You get misery, and there's a place in stereo. You know, okay. I guess that's a rarity. Um.
0: <laughs> well, and you got uh, hearing, and I love her. Uh, that's got the riff repeated six times yes. instead of four times at the
2: end, which is kind of cool. The German pressing, the German <laughs> version. <laughs>
0: As a Jew in the early '80s, I was able to get over my then German phobia by knowing between Hamburg and
2: that and those extra two bars. And I love her. That's like, oh, right?
0: maybe the Germans
2: really do love her.
0: <laughs> I'm familiar with the Reaper Bond. I know enough enough to get it. Um, but yeah, you know, this is the first time in the U.S. the mono versions of uh, Helter Skelter* and *Don't Pass Me By* were ever heard.
2: Right, right. Yeah, that was the first time I had ever heard that. Um, also, you get the inner light, which was because uh, this predated uh, past masters and all that. So, yeah, that was a hard. one. That had one. only
0: been the B side to uh, Lady Madonna.
2: And same with "You Know My Name," you know, unless you had that single, which I just didn't. That's how I heard that first.
0: It's So, yes, probably two-thirds of this album is unnecessary to to re-release. I understand that. But if you're going to put the American Revolver in print, (laughs) why not put this so the rare tracks... And there's other rare tracks, too, that have floated around. We'll get into this, I'm sure, in some other episode. But I had some Beatles uh, uh, EP box set on CD from the early 90s that has a count into She's a Woman. One, two, three, four... (laughs)
2: Oh, that's cool uh,
0: the, the German pressing of some Beatles compilation Has a hi-hat intro to All My Loving
2: Oh, that's cool
1: Close your eyes and I'll kiss you
0: So there's there's still some stray, maybe not quite as well known as, say, the uh, the fake or f- fake beginning <laughs>
2: of um, of I'm looking through you. Wait, what's the uh, fake beginning of I'm looking through you
0: on the uh, American rubber sole? They flood the intro, yes. giggle, and then go into it
2: again. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Oh, the false start is what you meant. <laughs> the fake beginning. <laughs> I thought you meant they took, like, a count from, I saw her standing there and put it into the, <laughs> <laughs> like, the rock band stuff.
0: Hey, <laughs> the rock band's up. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Hey, dude. <laughs> no, no, no,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, good yeah. stuff By the way You know what I mean I do know what you mean Now I know what you mean <laughs> And then the other thing Like this is off topics Has I don't think it, She's a woman takes six Has ever been released Officially Has it That's that really long version Of she's a woman Where they just rock out for...
0: I don't think so. I think that and Carnival of Light are the two uh, <laughs> Holy Grail...
2: Carnival play. I don't want to hear it. I, maybe
0: I'm, I, I, I don't want to be disappointed. I've not got my hopes up, but I don't want to be disappointed. It will be a and disappointment. You know, of course it will. You know, they're all like, no.
2: Don't let it out. <laughs> we just wanted to give you an exclusive here on the Untitled Beatles podcast. You heard it here first. This is a world premiere. Beatle history is being made. We now present a snippet of a carnival of light. Look, warm baby, got a custard
1: face. The magnetizer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is that tweeting bird out there? Okay, I'm if you'll... Where you always saying more money. It's a bird! God it, out there. You're yeah, so only doing more guns and you're farting those up. My name is Vicky. Pleased to meet you. Wild, wild. Right, so Give it a kiss
2: Oh, look
1: at those low rates <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Johnny John Fever You play snooker? The magnetized. How oh, come you fuck up everything that you do? I do Number 41
2: Untitled Beatles Podcast Exclusive, exclusive. Bite Me Mark Lewison. Yeah, it sounds like revolution number seven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, seven, number seven. (laughs) We
0: we get it. You've done this.
2: (laughs) Well, so 1982, something called real music comes out and that's R-E-E-L as in film reels
0: yeah they were uh they sure spelled Beatles weird and they spelled <laughs> real weird it's um this is the first compilation by Capitol, uh in the after the death of john lennon mm. so yes that's right as if cynicism hadn't begun to creep in before that this i think is one of the first ones where the public went yeah you know we don't need to rebuy all these songs again, despite the special souvenir booklet packaging that had. Because I think by then the Magical Mystery Tour booklet had been deleted from capital pressings of yep. the album.
2: Yes, it had. So
0: most of it was actually used in uh, this souvenir real music thing. It's fu- it, this is weird. This was the heart of I was eight years old and I was full on collector beetle nerd at this point. So this is the colors of this grabbed me at eight years old. Sure, I had I had a poster version of this framed in my first condo, and I had multiple <laughs> people tell me that is <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> people who know me, and love me, were like, "Dude," that's, but I'm like, "It's real music," and they're like, "Look how bad the drawings yeah. are, and the drawings <laughs> are terrible." <laughs> but I'm so glad to hear. I'm holding the vinyl. I have the eight track, a rare. A- if you're gonna steal shit from me, go for the real music eight track because they didn't make any of these. It's like my, a lot of people have like a original butcher cover. I have the real music eight track. That's where I'm at. But I, I just the eight year old nostalgia. I loved this cover. That in
2: retrospect is just atrocious. I mean, it's yeah. It's basically it's the Beatles at Nighthawks. You know, <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe's there with her cheeseburger. <laughs> Well, yeah, so it's like so songs from Hard Day's Night Help, Magical Mystery Tour, and Yellow Submarine. Therefore mm-hmm. film and I guess let it be. Yeah, I guess they can't let it be in there too. Yeah, um, yeah so <laughs> there's no purpose. There's no purpose at all to this.
0: Other than John Lennon's dad, Let's Sell a Beatles record. Yeah. Without the Beatles again, without the Beatles approval. Never on CD, never released digitally.
2: The one saving grace on this in 1982 was that you could hear a version of I Should Have Known Better where the harmonica error was fixed. That's right. One of the, <laughs> the first
0: time, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They did that for John after he died.
0: <laughs> <This> <laughs> capital pain in the solid. Yeah. yeah. This- We're okay. Weirdly, we already did waste too much time on this atrocity of of a project that I still hold dear. But there's a single that is not on this album, not on the album, but Capital a few years after a hit called Stars on 45, which was a (laughs) disco mashup of Sound Alike band doing uh, the Beatles, uh, Beatles songs. I think from Sweden.
2: Uh, I don't know where they were from, but yeah, they were European for sure But you can hear both of their Beatles things on the Untitled Beatles podcast Covers Clambake playlist on Spotify
0: <laughs> Which which is great, it's, a, it's an extensive list by the way, Tony Thank you,
2: it's three hours uh, of Beatle covers, dig in
0: I love it. I call playlists like that. This is going to send us to marriage therapy. <laughs> like, <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm on hour two of this covers podcast. Tony made the research. Now I'm just a little high. It's want to do this. Uh, but the Beatles movie medley, which came out in 82. And I remember being played on Chicago radio charted people bought this record. Yeah. It's crazy. And it is a a, a pretty Terribly edited. God bless whomever had to do this terrible job. It's almost like Beatles Love before Love, and without the talent to put it together. It's like snippets and semi mash up transitions of Beatles songs in varying tempos. Some are sped up, I think, to make the tempos <sighs> not crash. Yeah. It is the only Beatles single that has never been issued digitally. Is the Beatles uh, uh, movie medley.
2: Those edits are hard Meaning they're They are like just razor blade slash edits There's no cross fading Nothing It's just like Whoosh now (laughs)
1: And
2: (laughs) And (laughs) like so I'll give them that. That's like hardcore. That's like lo-fi. They're they're working like in some underground circles with that. That said, I was impressed. I th- I think they're all pretty much in the same like key. All the edits s- retain the key they're in. I think. I didn't hear anything I, clashy.
0: I think the tempos are. I didn't do an A B test, uh, but I think the tempos are altered a little. It's been a high- I think pitches are played with to get a little, like, early Pro Tools. Right. Somebody putting his finger on the vinyl to slow (laughs) it down. (laughs) That was Pro Tools of the 80s, you fucking kids.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a a weird medley. And uh, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, is all you need is love in that Beatles medley? I think it is. It is. It starts with the very end of the
0: fanfare Right after, I think you got to hide your love away, awkwardly.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a weird one. There's some train wreck edits in there. But I guess that was in Yellow Submarine, is that right? I'm yeah. trying to figure out, oh, okay. I was like, what movie is this in? Yeah, <laughs> That satellite thing wasn't a movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a, it was
0: kind of a movie. It was kind of a movie. <laughs> it's the it's first home movie. The Beatles invented that too! <laughs> Yeah, man. So, yeah, I mean, uh, movie medley is an interesting curio. I will say uh, we got XM at the beginning of the pandemic. We used to have it years ago and just never needed it. But I just kind of figured with a good deal, it would be one more fun thing to have around the house and in the car. Um, and the Beatles sta- – excuse me, not even the Beatles station, the 80s station, 80s on 8. I happened to be listening in the car. They played the Beatles movie medley. i It was so <laughs> – they did this 1982 kind of rundown show – I couldn't believe it. Like if I were still, if I were single and in my twenties, I would have spent days trying <laughs> to contact someone there to find out, is that a master provided to you? Did you, uh, is that a needle drop? How did you, because right. I want to know yeah. if, if Sirius XM had access to some digitally because it's part of, it may be an embarrassing part of the Beatles history, but it was a Beatles single that charted within the last 35 years that's never been on CD. I, how much would you pay for real music with Movie Medley and Fab Four on film, and and a bonus track <laughs> of uh, "Happy Just to Dance with You"? Right. How much would you pay to download that right now? <laughs> or, I pay too much for deluxe real music. That's coming. Look out.
2: <laughs> well, and then the other question that begs to be asked because that song came out in '82, TJ, would that make your ultimate '82, 1982 playlist? It has ever since 82. It is on every 82 playlist I've ever made. (laughs) Well, also in 82, uh, 20 greatest hits by the Beatles came out. Uh, An official greatest hits package. None of the other ones have ever said greatest hits. The, The one from the 60s was called a collection of Beatle oldies. Nothing else ever said greatest hits until 1982.
0: This album they released uh, love me do from as the 20th anniversary of that single. So this also spawned a single release of love me do on capital. I think with the swirl for the first time, because of course capital turned it down uh, in the early sixties, but this is the first single disc greatest sits album. And the only one until one came out and the what's included, why it's included, uh, there's an edit of Hey Jude that's not to be found anywhere else. It's, this is oh, right. a fucking,
2: the five minute fucking, Hey Jude.
0: Yeah. Five minute. Hey Jude. This is hashtag five minute. Hey Jude. This is an album <laughs> that again, I think people were like, why I don't, this album was not, when you look at how well one sold, this album can be fairly considered
2: a failure. This did not sell. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know much about the sales. What I do know is that the U S and the UK versions differed greatly. Um, By six songs like they have six different songs, which makes sense in the UK, you know, Day Tripper, I guess, was a oh, you've got them both.
0: This is UK. This is uh, American. And one of the weirdest things that differ in these, the American album starts with She Loves You into Love Me Do, which is right chronologically incorrect. The British version has, again, what the fuck love me do from me to you and she loves you. How do you not knock off from me to you in favor of please please me? The songs are in different (laughs) leagues. What is everybody
2: missing? (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. I love it. This is your cause, man. This is your cause to get please please me. Back on to a Greatest Hits compilation.
0: Oh, my God. I've forgotten that it wasn't included in the... I think it was a number one hit, at least in, on one of the charts. Yes, in the it was
2: definitely a number one. And that's why... Yeah, well, we'll get to one later. But, uh, yeah, it was a number one. It was their first number one because Love Me Do" didn't so, chart. Uh, Love Me Do" didn't top the charts.
0: Yeah, it went to like 17 or something, I think. Right. Uh, I have owned the American and the British album since the 80s. I'd probably listen to each of them two, three times and that's it. I, I've never had a need to go to either of these compilations.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is what I have wrote. <laughs> In my opinion, TJ, greatest hits compilations are for people who shout, so good, so good, during Sweet Caroline. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's tacky. Sweet Caroline <laughs> <laughs> Good times
0: Seems so yes, especially when not at a Red Sox game. <laughs> when you hear it like a bar and stream of that, you know you got a real thing going on. I have an opinion
2: um, about that. That's my opinion. It's a hot take or whatever, but I, I hate it when people say so good, so good during Sweet Caroline. Sorry if you're a friend of mine and you do that. I hate it.
0: Uh, I'm not sorry, because I agree with you, and it's a new phenomenon. People weren't doing that in the 80s and 90s, No, I don't
2: remember that until recent history, yeah.
0: Were were there fajitas before the (laughs) 80s and 90s?
2: (laughs) Yeah, but you put picante sauce on them.
0: (laughs) New York City! Everyone's so while, because that's like, I think my favorite thing, and it's not like authentic Mexican food, it's obviously more of a Tex-Mex thing, but for some reason, I feel like there weren't fajitas until not that long ago.
2: Well, you know, I mean it's like Outback Steakhouse, like a uh, couple douchebags from New Jersey invented that bloomin' onions <laughs> or whatever. They saw crocodile dundee and they're like money <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> that's the truth.
1: Crikey. Now that's a steak knife. It's no rules, just ride right it out back. Vomit.
0: <laughs> Outback is the dumbest <laughs> of all the chains. It is the <laughs> It is the most purposeless of any of those chains. It is the real music of chains. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. So that chain restaurants are to real restaurants what comp- best uh, what greatest hits are to a band's
2: catalog. We solved it. There we yes, go. Let's
0: call it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll...
2: No, we still have a couple more to go. Seventeen more
0: to go. <laughs> Walk in. Hope you have the day off too. Um, Yeah, I mean, the the different lineups are interesting. I'm pretty sure the Hey Jude on the UK version is not the edit. I'm pretty sure that's the entire uh, Hey Jude. But once again, an album called Beatles 20 Greatest Hits was never issued on on CD. They went from, on compact disc, the Red and Blue albums in 93 to one in 2000. We'll get into one very soon. But it's fascinating that not even this could make it on CD in the 80s.
2: Yeah. Well, by then, like, you had Past Masters, um... Which, yeah, I think Past Masters, which came out in 1988, uh, shortly after the, the CD releases, it was just smart. It was kind of like, thank you, finally, like now we have all the albums, all the songs that were officially released, you know, under 13, is it 13 albums, I think, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, not, so you don't have to go off and get like a collection of Beatle oldies to have bad boy if you live in the UK or, you know, get the, the Beatles second album. And yesterday and today, you know, you, you could.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Past Masters, which it's funny when I was going over my list of albums to, to consider for this, I didn't include Past Masters because as much as it is a quote unquote compilation, it feels more like the final piece of the puzzle. That album wasn't put together with thought of running order or chart position. That album is organized based on when things were recorded.
2: I think, it's, I think it's great. It was one of the first records I bought. I had it on vinyl, and I was looking for it today, and I realized I think I sold it back um, when I did a big record purge after I bought the 2009 versions of everything. Um, okay. So I was yeah I was gonna hold it up and I'm like oh I wish you know that's the that's, I'm, strangely I'm not
0: gonna rub it in but I'm I'm bummed you sold it because that that one's worth a little something because those original pressings sold in such limited numbers by 1988 and past masters on CD originally were two separate volumes record and cassette you had to buy them together right and. You know, I I had an argument with a kid in high school once. This shows you the kind of things I argued about. Where he called Past Masters a greatest hits, and I said it's not. You you can't have come give me Dine a hand on a greatest hits album. It's not a. <laughs> it has many, if not an inordinate number of their singles and greatest hits, because many Beatles singles, as we all know, were not released on the official UK albums. So I didn't consider Past Masters because it feels less like a compilation and more like a a necessity. To complete the Beatles catalog.
2: Yeah. But it's it's necessary and it is technically a compilation, I think, of their, you know, what of those songs that you needed to have everything. Also, great liner notes by Mark Lewison in there. Yeah, in a way, buying that record kind of sealed the deal for me on what became like a Beatle, <laughs> you know, I became just like a lifelong fan with that record because because of that information and the stories that were told briefly just in those little blurbs about how the songs were recorded and all that and their significance and how they fit into the, to that world.
0: I'm forgetting if those liner notes were excerpts from his recording sessions which had just come out around the same time.
2: You know, I'm, I, I don't know. I have that book right here too, but I don't know. Um, it's a, it's, I, dig, I, I dig Past Masters. It's actually one of the records I'll put on a lot actually there's something about it I just really like. It it almost
0: plays. I mean, I don't want to contradict myself from a few minutes ago, but it almost plays like a greatest hits album. The more I look at these, at these songs, especially Volume twos, except for the first three tracks, it's almost the entirety of the Blue Album.
2: Yeah, it's it has like some of their hugest hits and then some quirky stuff in there, and that's probably why I, I dig it. You know?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to give Past Masters a, a spin again. It's been a long time. Um,
2: well, then we we jump. You know, the, the whole anthology thing happened and all that. And we'll cover all that stuff on some other episode. But I, as far as I know, the next, like, kind of compilation that came out after all that stuff of previously released music was the Yellow Submarine song track yeah. in '99. And I'll just bring this up uh, because it has some different remixes in there.
1: All you need is- Yellow Submarine, submarine soundtrack.
2: Um, they yeah, they cleaned up. So it's it's all the songs from Yellow Submarine that were in the movie. They got rid of the George Martin soundtrack that used to be on the B side, and instead filled it with uh, songs that you heard briefly in the movie, like Think for Yourself, Love You Too, you know, and things. Yeah, like Eleanor Rigby. And
0: you're you're right. And this album is also notable. They did a big home video reissue of this, I think, in theaters briefly as well. Pardon me. When this came out, but this album was remixed. This one of the selling points is these are remixes, and I think pretty damn good ones here. They were remixed at Abbey Road Studios. Remix engineer Peter Cobb, assisted by Paul Hicks and Merrick Styles. Paul Hicks is still doing the Beatles, re- working with Giles Martin on the Beatles reissues now, so he clearly goes deep with that. But. The mixes on this are great. And in fact, because Yellow Submarine hasn't been remixed for an anniversary and Revolver wasn't remixed for an anniversary, the only weird place to hear authorized remix versions of those are on this song track.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like things like Hey Bulldog, like the solo is more distorted. You hear John's chatter. You hear like one more line of John's chatter at the on the end there. Um, A lot of the vocals are up. I kind of dig like the only a northern song mix. Um, I will say the percussion overdub on it's all too much is a little too high in the mix. <laughs> like, I feel like You're I'm not. listening to an overdub track, <laughs> you know? It's like somewhere. Mal
0: Evans banging on something. Stop it.
2: Yeah. It's a strange sound, but yeah, whatever that percussion is, it sounds like it's cross between a snare drum and like. Cars wishing by you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's 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 a great uh, it's it's a great album. Nowhere man, of course, the earliest track from Rubber Soul, but that's a remix of that that you can't hear anywhere else either. So, uh, Capitol did issue this. EMI did on CD and now digitally. So they've not run from this one.
2: Yeah, it's a good one. I recommend it. Um, then we answered this millennium. Or is it Century? I forget. The great debate over what wh- what is the year 2000. Um, we'll never know. Almost everyone is preparing for the worst. Potential Y2K computer crashes top the list. Ah. <laughs> but in 2000, they put out an album simply entitled One. Yep. Uh, the number one. Not even the the word one. The number one.
0: The, the goal of this to standardize worldwide, unlike 20 Greatest Hits, to standardize officially what the Beatles worldwide number one songs are. And this album, I believe, remains one of the two biggest selling albums of the decade of the two, of the decade of the 2000s, yeah. 2000 to 2009. I think sold more copies on CD and vinyl than any other album.
2: 31 million copies to date. Over. Yeah. So they're like Big Macs. This this is the Big Mac of Beatles releases.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is the Big Mac. Unlike a Big Mac, this album never goes on sale. You're not going to value me on a Beatles record, unless it's rock and roll music one or two on the green capital budget line. But yeah, this is, this is the unarguable Beatles produced greatest hits. The first one, since the Beatles were in on the planning of the red and the blue albums, they hadn't, their entity hadn't planned something else out until one. And again, love me do, uh, into from me to you into she loves you (laughs) and to not have, please, please me on a standardized album of the Beatles greatest number one hits is egregious especially i mean tony i i don't want to re- restate myself but what do you think is from me to you a better song than please please me am i crazy uh
2: so i'm going to agree with you i think that please please me is a better song than from me to you <laughs> From me to you, I think it's good pop, um, but I I just I dig the rock and roll spirit of Please Please Me to From Me to You.
0: It, please Please Me is is sixties punk, is what it, it's always felt like to me. Those Ringo drum fills, the stops and starts, yeah. John's John's breathless, sexualized vocal,
2: yeah. There's almost um, a surf element when they do that guitar run up the dun 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 which you don't hear any surf music in the Beatles ever, really. Totally.
0: And that's because he had it as a slowed down, kind of more Roy Orbison-y type song, I think the famous story is. And it might have been George Martin who said, pick it up to try it up-tempo. Those power chords at the end that come out of nowhere, that whole thing to me, that's one of my two favorite Beatles songs of all time. It's certainly my favorite early one. And it just kills me. That it doesn't get the respect it's due From the Beatles' own organization When they could control that narrative
2: Yeah, so TJ, let me get this straight Are you going on record as saying That you <laughs> That Please Please <laughs> Me Should be on the one album
0: I, I'm i gonna go a step further <laughs> I believe it's time we cancel From me to you <laughs> I believe From me to you From this moment <laughs> forward Is cancelled <laughs> I'm offended by its placement <laughs> on a Beatles hits comp over Please Please Me. No, I, 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 I like For Me to You very much as well. I don't know that I love For Me to You, but yeah, I'm saying that it is a travesty that on Beatles, Beatles One will always feel flawed to me. No exaggeration yeah. for not having Please, Please Please Me on it. It feels like uh, it's almost the same, though not quite as egregious,
2: of having penny lane without strawberry fields. So yeah, it's not right. So I I did give this record a a listen for the first time this week um cuz yeah, I'm just not a really a greatest hits kind of a person and yeah, it's 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 great. It's the I mean it's the Beatles, it's great, but it's also it's okay great, you know? Like a lot of my favorites aren't on there. There's no strawberry fields, but you know, you get to hear yellow submarine, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> to me it's like come on, like I know this, it's called one. You have to put number ones on there, but like, I just would prefer to hear strawberry fields over yellow submarine. There's nothing from the white album on there. You know, there's no revolution. Um, like you say, no, please, please me.
0: Well, I I understand the lack of white album because there weren't singles from that right.
2: Or Sergeant Pepper. Yeah.
0: or, Or Pepper, but weren't Hey Jude and revolution considered, wasn't that a double a side? Just like Penny Lane and and, and Strawberry Fields, you, you can't just have one side of it. And with all due respect, I, you can't kick Yesterday off. Yesterday is one of their most famous and well-known songs. Uh, we talked about the movie a few weeks ago. I get it. Uh, Yesterday's not on many Beatles mixes I make for myself, but it has to be in this collection. I'm going to say you don't need Eleanor Rigby. I'm going to say you don't need uh, The Long and Winding Road. And I'm going to say you don't <laughs> need From Me to You. And you fix this fucking thing. <laughs> you, you get Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields and If There's Time Revolution on here.
2: Let's be honest. From Me to You sounds like something they would have given to Jerry and the Pacemakers. You know? Yes. Yeah. That's what that song is. And Please Please Me is more of a Beatles song. So there's there's what, that.
0: What do you do with Eleanor Rigby? I understand it's important. I understand it's cutting edge. Uh, it doesn't belong here over the other songs we mentioned.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've, if it's got to be a certain number or whatever, let's cut it, uh, you know. Or why not why, – why didn't they just add Please Please Me? I don't get it. Was it because of time and they want to, I guess, fit it all in one CD, huh? I,
0: I think this album clocks in at like seventy nine forty six or yeah, something like that. Yeah,
2: got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the problem with yeah being confined to that limit. Now, digitally, why not? Why not just add it on the digital version, you know? Right.
0: Eh. I, I, I want to pull back on what you said about Greatest Hits albums for a moment, and I know we're running long. This may be a conversation for a different uh, podcast, but uh, there are certain Greatest Hits albums that have gotten me involved uh, in a band's full collection, and the biggest example I'll give is Stevie Wonder's Original music, Aquarium, is what got me on a deep dive to inner visions and music of my mind and all that 70s stuff. So some some greatest hits albums, uh, Bob Marley Legend did the same thing. I wouldn't have heard uh, I wouldn't know Kaya, I wouldn't know Exodus were it not for hearing Legend in college. So to an extent, if, if greatest hits albums are a great a great gateway drug, if it's all you decide to know, That's a different story, I think.
2: Yes, I think- I agree with you completely. They're a good introduction if you want to know more about a band, you know, like Jay and the Americans or <laughs> <laughs> kind and... of a
1: drag. Ah. That's it.
0: Jay and the Americans.
2: I Do forget, you man. In magic. No, that's hey. eleven spoonful, which All is it? Right. Which I so I have, full disclosure, I have a eleven spoonful greatest hits record. <laughs> <laughs> no, they. Uh, okay. You're right. Greatest hits compilations serve their purpose, but like you said, if you just stay in that, then that's who you, you know. That's what you think of that band. You're like, okay, I don't need to know anymore. And with the Beatles, like, there's probably a little more to be learned. <laughs> learned? Yeah.
0: That's, and the more you know. So I guess kind of putting a fine point on our Beatles compilations, the in my opinion, the first two, the ones authorized by the band in 73, uh, 62 to 66 and 67 to 70, have held up the best and are still the most essential
2: way to really get into the Beatles in a chronological way. I completely agree with you. I will not argue. Yeah. Yeah. Those remain the two best. Um, And then I would put an honorable mention in there for me for past masters. I just think that's a great collection.
0: Yes, and I keep forgetting it because it's necessary. You can't have the Beatles catalog without past So you're right. It splits the line between it's inherently a compilation, but it's a compilation of things you can only hear on that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good listen. Yeah. There you go. I forget if I had anything else. I don't, I don't think I have anything else because then, yeah, the the very last one they released was "Tomorrow Never Knows," which we we covered already. File it under rock. File <laughs> under rock. I think they meant file it under an actual rock, like. <laughs> <No> <laughs>
0: no what, are you, what are you doing like that? I, I remember being offended. File. Wait. wait oh, good. I, you know, I wasn't sure. I was going to organize this with my uh, Zydeco, and now the, the Beatles have made it clear. <laughs> It was just it was it was just so like, hey, hey, well, let's convince the kids the Beatles aren't the pop that their parents listen to. (laughs) You you know, they they don't even know who Ed Sullivan
2: is. (laughs) Yeah. Rebelling against your parents with their own music. (laughs) 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 That's kind of that was kind of was my upbringing because my mom was like a more of a mop top fan and I was more of a ballad and John and Yoko fan.
0: Christ, you know it ain't easy. But you weren't a fan when you bought the uh, the Brazilian album, the Brazilian version of that album. Yeah, that's right. As soon as we get off, I'm going to eBay.
2: (laughs) Oh, fabulous! What is it next week? We're gonna do, I think uh, we're gonna do a deep dive on what Ringo. uh...
0: Well, I think next week we talked about at least for the next two months taking one song off Bad Boy and really going two hours on it each week. So I, I think the cover of Where Did Our Love Go is going to be the first place to start. Oh, better, better than the original?
2: Next. Maybe, maybe. Untitled Beatles Podcast. Like and subscribe. File under jazz. File under jazz. File under jazz. File under jazz. (laughs) Who's that? File under jazz. File under jazz.
1: It's got lots of hot and gooey cheese, too. Grandpa, where are you going?